Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Texans fans, welcome back to the Back Row Texans show. Thanks for being here again. Keep on listening. You know, I love I love my fans and hopefully I'm getting more by the day. That being said, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You know, it, it really helps. Uh, if you think I'm doing a good job, you know, give me five stars. It will help boost the, the ratings on iTunes and other areas and help uh help me spread to a, a larger audience that way and if you think i'm not doing well well give me some constructive criticism you know like i've said previously this is my first podcasting gig and i'm kind of learning as i go so hopefully each and every week that i bring you one it's getting better and better this week's episode is all about the schedule last week the schedule came out thursday and you know i was I was a little disappointed. The Texans got zero primetime games outside of the opening game. That is a big deal. You know, first time in Texans history that we open the season um, for game number one for everyone to see. But other than that, it's all all noon games, one afternoon game, which is week two. And then we do play on Thanksgiving, which is pretty exciting. You know, I love, I'm going to be able to sit there and eat my turkey and, and watch my Texans whoop up on the Lions. Other than that, it's nothing. It's all noon games. There's absolutely no love for Houston. You know, it's it's like they're, they're mad at Bill O'Brien for what he's done this offseason and refuse to give the team any credit. We have Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and I don't care who you are. If you roll out a team with him as your quarterback, you're in it you know, you're competing day in and day out every game. So it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the Rams have five primetime games. They're not very good, in my opinion. The Pats, the Patriots, have five primetime games. They don't have Tom Brady anymore. You mean to tell me that, ooh, everybody's super excited to watch Bill Belichick and Stidham? Well, actually, maybe. They are probably pretty excited to watch him lose, but... Still, they got five. They maxed out. The Raiders got four primetime games all at home. Tell me to believe that the NFL is not really pushing that Las Vegas stadium and Las Vegas atmosphere. Yeah, okay. But the one that really gets me, it's your Browns, your Bears, your Jets, your Giants. No offense to my other co-hosts in the background network, but... I don't think you guys are as good as us, and you each got three to four primetime games. Come on. You know, you look at the primetime schedule, and the Thursday game against the Chiefs is considered a Sunday night game, which I'm not entirely sure why, because it's Thursday, but whatever. Let's get into kind of talking about the schedule. 
you know, since 2002, how they've made the schedule has always been the same. You know, you have your home and away against your three division opponents. That makes up six games. There's four teams from another division uh, within the conference on a rotating three-year cycle. So that makes up four games, so we're up to ten. You know, and then there are four teams from a division in the other conference on a rotating four-year cycle. This year it's the NFC North, so we get the Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Lions. And then, so we're up to 14, and then you have your two intra-conference games based on prior year's standings. This year, because we got first last year in the division, we play the Chiefs and the Ravens. We just so happen to play those week one and two. Holy crap. You know, that being said, we get, oh, excuse me, the Ravens are not part of that. It's the Chiefs and Patriots. The Ravens are our interconference um, division. We play the NFC North, or AFC North, excuse me. The NFC North and the AFC North this year, so it makes it easy to remember. The Chiefs and the Patriots are our two first place games. I think I would take that over the second place schedule. Tennessee has to play the Bills and has to play the Broncos. The Bills are by far a better team at this point than the Patriots. I mean, they don't have Tom Brady anymore, and you mean to tell me that they're going to roll out and dominate on a first-place schedule? I don't think so. Belichick might be smart and tank for Lawrence, so we'll see. If you had to choose at Arrowhead against the Chiefs and at home against the Patriots over at Buffalo and home against the Broncos with an, <laughs> what looks like a loaded offense now for a young quarterback who torched us last year. So if he's anything like that, look out. I would take the Chiefs and Patriots. So, you know, that bodes well for us in terms of trying to fend off the Titans. That and the fact that five of their last seven games are on the road. That really helps. In terms of strength of schedule, Houston's right there in the middle of the pack. You know, uh, the Jaguars are as well. And the ones who supposedly have two of the easier schedules are your Colts and Titans. But like I said, the Titans have five of the last seven on the road. No thank you. And one big one in week 17 that could decide quite a lot against us here at, in Houston. So we'll see about that. This year, with everything going on around the world, uh, with COVID-19 and you know, the uncertainty of the off-season coming up. Uh, OTAs should have been going on, but aren't. And the league is dead set on starting on time, whether that means by no fans showing up to games and just playing in empty stadiums, or if, you know, you limit the fans to maybe a third of what it can hold. Like a, if a stadium can hold 60,000, you let 15 to 20 in. You spread them out. Who knows? But they are taking some precautionary measures in case we are having to miss some games. Like week two, every team that is playing, their opponent has the exact same bye week. So if we had to miss week two, we could make up for it and everyone just has an early bye. 
It's not exactly ideal for teams, especially if you're an older team, because, you know, you don't break it up. You miss week two, and then you play however many games in a row. And then week three and four, they have zero divisional games playing. So, again, if you missed week three and four, it's not an issue in terms of your division. Yes, if there is ends up being a tie in a round robin, your, you know, like opponents per se, and how you did against them versus the other team, that is going to be affected. And, you know, we can cross that bridge when it happens, if it happens. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully this kind of clears up and we can get some regularities going again. And another thing was over the first four weeks of the season, every team in the NFL plays at least two home games and two away games. For us, we are away, home, away, and home. You know, so if we did have to miss the first four weeks of the season, every team in the NFL misses the same number of home games as they, and away games as everyone else. That seems to be fair. Sure. This year, we've got, like I said, we are playing on Thanksgiving Day. That's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm pumped. You know, we're, we're the first game. So we're the, like, what, 12.30 in the morning game, 11.30. Yeah, 11.30 Central, 12.30 Eastern followed by Cowboys and Redskins, which is always a, a fun game. The Cowboys and Redskins play each other really well, especially on Thanksgiving. Uh, could be the Dwayne Haskins coming out party, just lights him up, or he could come out and just be a dud and Cowboys wreck shot. And after that, it's it's probably, it's, you know, going to be a really exciting one with the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, those two get together, and it's always a good game. You throw it down on Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know if it was the last Thanksgiving game they played against each other, but I do remember when Tomlin got uh, in trouble for the tripping incident on the kickoff return where he stepped out in front of Jacoby Jones. And God, that was funny. So who knows? Maybe it'll be another crazy little incident like that this year. But either way, I look forward to that whole day. It's going to be a good day. You know, you get to spend it hopefully with your family as long as everything's, you know, kind of settled down and eat lots and lots of food, go into a food coma while watching football. You couldn't ask for more. There's also a Christmas Day game this year. It's been a couple of years since that happened. Um, it's going to be on a Friday. So we have a Friday night game, um, and it's going to be the Vikings and Saints, which you couldn't ask for probably a better Christmas Day game just because of how exciting they have played each other the past couple seasons. Two of the last three years, the Vikings have beat the Saints on like the last play of the game in the playoffs to end their runs. So there's definitely some, not bad blood, but animosity towards the Vikings from your Saints fans. So it'll be a good one. And, you know, I live here in Minnesota, so it'll be a fun one for me to, to root for them. And It'll be fun to throw in a Friday game and, and just add more towards the weekend. So I'm excited about that. Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty, down to your Houston Texans schedule specifically. You know, like I said earlier, September 10th, Thursday at 7.20, your Houston Texans take on the champion Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. I'm so excited. You know, if if there's a week that you want to get revenge on a team that embarrassed you, straight up embarrassed you in the playoffs, it's week one. 
you know, hopefully going into it, that is our best chance for our team to be healthy. You know, if you can get a healthy J.J. Watt, if you can get a healthy Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, everybody, if, if everybody is healthy coming into week one, look out for the Houston Texans. They are going to give it to them. I, I legitimately think it. they are pissed off about what happened. I mean, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as we got destroyed by the eventual Super Bowl champions, or you can look at it, they were up 24-0. That is an accomplishment. Granted, they didn't finish, and there's some questionable coaching decisions there that hopefully OB learns from and, and doesn't do it again. But we're going to go to the Chiefs, and you know they got that Super Bowl hangover. And hopefully Houston can come in there and, and win in a shootout. By no means are we going to hold Mahomes to low numbers for any sorts, but I really do think we have the offense to keep pace and put up more points than them. So with week one, I'm actually going to give Houston the W. They're going to go in and surprise people, and they've got this chip on their shoulder right now that nobody respects them. They are the laughingstock of the NFL because of what O'Brien has done this season, offseason. So they're going in there. They're pissed about that. They're pissed about what happened in the playoffs last year. So they're going to go in there, and I think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I really do. So we'll start out the season 1-0. Week 2, Sunday afternoon, our only afternoon game of the year. We get the Ravens at home. Last year, we went up to Baltimore, and we got our butts kicked. We had no answer for them. Being that we start out the year on Thursday, we get that those extra couple days to prepare, which is always nice. And... I think it'll help. I really do. The Texans and Ravens game is going to be a lot closer than it was last year. Do I think we've got the stuff to stop Lamar? I do. Do I think we're going to in week two? I don't. I am going to chalk this one up as a loss. I hope not. I really hope we can come out there and prove them wrong. I mean, look at the gauntlet we have starting out. Chiefs, Ravens, or at Chiefs, Ravens at home, at the Steelers, then the Vikings. Nobody has a tougher four-game stretch to start the year. I think we come out of the first two weeks one and one, but if we came out two and zero, oh, wow, you would really get people talking, and and it would be super fun. Obviously, as a fan, I would absolutely love it. You know, just to see everybody start to eat their words per se, and and maybe second guess what's been going on this offseason, it'd be great. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll come out one and one after the first two weeks and then travel up to Pittsburgh. So week three, we have the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and they've got a solid defense. You know, they added to it. They're getting Big Ben back. If he's healthy, then their offense is going to be pretty good. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster's not a bad wide receiver. Uh, he suffered last year from quarterback play, and they've got like Deontay Johnson, who actually did really well last year for him, despite the quarterback play. So if you throw in Big Ben, God, he could become a star. So I don't know. I just feel that one's going to be tough, and I'm going to go ahead and chalk it up as a loss. You know, it's it's always tough going East Coast. Either way, we're going to be one and two. 
okay, so you won the first one, you lost the next two. That's the team we thought you were, yada, yada, yada. That's what you'll hear from everybody. Ignore them, because week four rolls around, and that's the game I have circled on the calendar. At home against the Minnesota Vikings. Like I've said, I live in Minnesota now. Uh, my wife is a huge Vikings fan. All my friends around here are Vikings fans. There are some mixed-in Packers fans, but they don't count. And Vikings are coming down there. God, I wish they played up here. Ooh, they do in the preseason. If there is a preseason that we are allowed to go to, week one, Houston's up here for the preseason game, I am going. I cannot wait, and I really, really, really hope that they open it up to people. I don't think they will, but I hope so. Anyways, week four, Vikings are there. Their defense is, they've lost several major players to them, and they're kind of in that rebuilding mode. They did draft a very solid draft, in my opinion, but it's going to take a while for the rookie wide receiver to catch on. Usually, rookie wide receivers are a second half kind of thing, and their defense is going to take some time to getting adjusted. So, I do think the Texans are going to beat the Vikings. You better believe it that me and my two-year-old daughter are going to be dressed in that red, white, and blue, and we're going to be strutting around town during the game, celebrating, hopefully afterwards as well. So, two and two after four weeks. Oh, and don't forget, it's going to be kind of a reunion of sorts for the Houston Texans history of coaches. You know, you've got Bill O'Brien's your current coach. Uh, the previous coach before that was Gary Kubiak, who happens to be the offensive coordinator for your Minnesota Vikings. And the one prior to him was Dom Capers, who is a defensive assistant for the Minnesota Vikings. So it'll have basically the entire coaching history of Houston, if you don't count Wade Phillips being an interim head coach. They're all going to be in the same building. So it'll be it'll be a fun little affair there. Uh, I don't think that really matters to the outcome of the game, but still just a fun little fact. So two and two after four weeks. Going into week five, we are home again against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the team I am least worried about in the conference this year, and I do think we sweep them. You know, I, I love Gardner Minshew. I think he's an amazing character. He's hilarious. I love the mustache, the jean shorts. It's The whole getup is great. You know, he's, he's the uncle from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. He makes me laugh, but so do the Jaguars. And I'm giving us a W there. So three and two. All right, we got our first winning streak. Unfortunately, I'm going to go ahead and say it's short-lived. Week six, we are at Tennessee to play the Titans. And I don't think the Titans are going to repeat what they did last year. I don't. I, I think they might barely make the playoffs, even if they do. But they're my first one out. For the AFC South, if there's, you know, one that's out. I think we will and the Colts will. I don't know if the t Titans will. But going to Tennessee, you know, it's always a tough game for us. I, I, There's a scenario, yes, I could see us blowing them out of the water. But I just don't think so this first time around. So we're going to even everything up and be 3-3 three and three through six weeks. Pretty average. Not what you'd like, but... The first half of the schedule is a lot harder than the second half. Week 7, Green Bay comes down to Houston for a big matchup. You know, The last time Green Bay was in Houston, Aaron Rodgers threw six touchdown passes in the first half. 
you know, that was, I think, back in 2012. So J.J. Watt, he'll remember that. He's probably not going to want it to happen again, you know, and he's from Wisconsin, so he's got Green Bay ties. Uh, speaking of that, we got Randall Cobb on the team now. That's the game he circled in on the calendar. You know, gets to go play his, his former team against his former quarterback. So I do see him having a big game that game. You know, it, it tends to tends to happen against former teams. And he's a little more motivated this time, too, because when he was with Dallas, they got to play Green Bay and they lost. So he's wanting to really get a win against them. And I think we do. I don't think their defense is as great um, as it should be because they have gotten a lot of pieces. But at the same time, you know, you didn't address your linebacker need you really had. And there's a lot with that Packers organization that just, it's not there. Aaron Rodgers all offseason, get me weapons, get me a wide receiver. So what do your Packers do? Don't draft you a wide receiver at all. I think Devontae Adams is solid, and some of their backups are real young, but they're good players. They're just not that good. So I see us winning this one. Heading into the bye at four and three. All right, we got a week eight bye. It's a good time. Rest, recoup. Hopefully everybody's still healthy. If everybody stays healthy the whole year, if we keep Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Cobb, Stills, and you know, JJ Watt on the defensive line, if everybody stays healthy, this record we're coming up on might not be high enough. Like they have the potential to be an extremely potent team if health is good and on their side. That's that's with any team, but this one especially. Week 8 by the stretch of games after the bye is pretty pretty lenient for the Texans in my opinion. We have at Jacksonville, at Cleveland, home with the Patriots, at the Lions on Thanksgiving, home with the Colts, at the Chicago Bears, at the Colts, home with the Bengals and ending at home with the Titans. The first half is a lot tougher than the second half, and that really shows. So week nine at Jacksonville, like I said, I don't take them seriously, which could come back and bite me in the butt, but I don't. There's a win there. So we are five and four. Excuse me, five and three at that point. At Cleveland, they are a very good paper team. They are. They've got athletes they've got talent there's no doubt about it but that's it in my opinion you know they keep getting new head coaches keep getting new coordinators the only way you're going to have baker makefield succeed and that team succeed is having some continuity between the team and that's i just don't see it this year stavansky is good for minnesota as a coordinator but you just don't know if they're gonna change over and be able to do it as a head coach. So I'm going to chalk this one up as another W. So we are 6-3 and three through the nine games we've played. Week 11, Patriots at home against the Texans. And I love when the Patriots play us and we beat them. I hate when they beat us. And this year is not one of those years. We are going to whoop up on the Patriots. And this will probably be the most lopsided game against the Patriots in Texans history, and I can't wait. We finally broke the ice last year and beat them pretty handedly, and I think it's going to keep going for a couple years. I really do. I, actually, I unless we play their division, I don't see us playing them as a first-place team. So chalk it up for another W. 
going into week 12, our Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions. We've played Thanksgiving one time. That was 2012. It was in Detroit, and it was a W. You know, there was a little controversy at that game, but still, we got the W in overtime, I believe, if I'm if I remembering correctly. And, and I'd like to keep our uh, Thanksgiving Day, you know, record at undefeated. So we're going to be 2-0 in that one. We'll see if if Stafford's still healthy. If he is, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a better game, more of towards a shootout. But their defense to me isn't isn't that great. You know, you've got your rookie cornerback as your number one, and while he may come in and do really well, he's still a rookie. And good luck catching up to our guys. So W there, week thirteen, the Colts are at home. You know, I, I think we're going to defend home turf really well against him. Um, I do think Rivers is going to have a good year this year. He's finally getting to play behind an actually good line. I mean, all the years he's put up good numbers and decent records behind a garbage line. You throw him in there with now Jonathan Taylor and decent running back and Marlon Mack, and I think they'll do good, just not good enough to beat us at home. So I'm giving us another W. Week 14 at Chicago. The Bears didn't exercise Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option, which had they done it, it would have been another laughing stock of the NFL. But is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Foles? I don't know who's going to be playing at this point. Either way, I really don't care. We're going to go into Chicago and we're going to beat them. They have a good defense, but we'll be able to score some points on them. I don't know if they're going to be able to score some points on us. I think their offense is that bad. So another W there. Week 15 at Indianapolis. So our one game separates the two Colts games for us. So we're going to Indy, and like I said, they're going to have a good year this year. And I foresee us splitting with Tennessee. Excuse me, splitting with the Colts. I haven't gotten to the second Tennessee game yet, so you'll have to see what we do there. I think we split with the Colts, and I think we go into Indianapolis and lose a close one. Probably a heartbreaker. That's usually how it is with the Colts there. You know, that gives us our fourth fourth loss of the year, so we're currently sitting at 10-4 and four through 15 weeks. Next, we've got Joe Burrow coming to town with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, we get to see DJ Reader again, which is a lot of fun. You know, I like the guy. I'm glad he has uh, a big payday from them. Hopefully he has success there, just not in Week 16. Rookie quarterback, he's either going to be really down on himself at this point because his team's sucked, or he's going to be tearing it up. I don't think it's going to be the second one. I think he'll have a decent year. Uh, it'll take him probably a year or two to to really get going and get in the groove. But I do think we're going to ha- handle him quite well and chalk this one up as another win. So going into week 17, you know we're 11 and four. Will we play all our starters at that point? Well, being that this year's playoffs, you seven are allowed in. So I would think at this point we're locked in for a playoff spot. Um, we may even be locked in for the AFC South at this point. But still, only one team gets a bye. And 12-4 and four could possibly do it. So if first place is on the line and that bye, then yes, I think we play our starters and I think we beat Tennessee at home. 
If not, and we do what we did last year, look, our B squad almost beat the Tennessee Titans in Week 17 last year. The only reason they made it to the playoffs was because we played our B squad. I wouldn't be surprised because I do think they are going to digress a little if our if AJ McCarron leads them to a victory and we win. So I am actually going to chalk it up as a win whether we play McCarron or whether we play Deshaun Watson. So that is a 12 and 4 record. AFC South champions again headed to the playoffs hopefully with a first round bye. Probably not. I I think it's going to be the Ravens this year, honestly. We still get a high seed. We're going to get some home playoff games and I can't wait. You know, this is this is a good good scenario for the Texans. It's going to be a lot of fun this year getting to watch them and if like I said, if they stay healthy, my goodness is that offense going to be flying around with speed. Speed everywhere. Cooks, Fuller, Stills, David Johnson's pretty quick, you know, Cobb's pretty quick. Duke Johnson's quick. Deshaun Watson's pretty quick on his feet. It's it's going to be a fast-paced offense. You know, they're they're trying to match up there with the Chiefs and, and other teams that are like that. So we'll see. Like I said, hopefully it's a good year. Hopefully we have some fun in the process along the way, and, and we're all happy at the end of the year. You know, the ultimate goal is Super Bowl champions. But... You know, if we make it to the AFC Championship game and we lose a close one to the Chiefs or the Ravens or whomever represents the AFC in the champ uh, in the Super Bowl, you know, I I'd feel okay with that. I'd say, all right, we're we're almost there. We're right there on the cusp. But if we go to the playoffs and we get bounced the first round and it's not even a good game, then maybe all these offseason moves weren't worth it. But I don't see it that way. I really don't. I think we're gonna at least win the first one. I think we might go to the AFC Championship game this year. And I think think it could be close. I really do. The more and more I'm doing all this research, the more and more I'm paying attention, the more and more I'm, you know, watching highlights of people or just scouting them in general, I'm I'm getting a, a more positive vibe from the team and what they could do. Yes, it is May. Yes, there's a lot of time between now and the start of season and now in the playoffs especially. Injuries happen. Other things happen. You never know. But as of now, in May, I see us going 12-4. and four. Put it in the books. When we do go that, come back, listen, see what I, how, how accurate I was. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we go 16-0. and 0. Woo! That'd be sweet. <laughs> Not really going to happen, but it'd still be sweet. Either way, that's our little overview of the schedule. Hopefully, you know, some of that's informative for you. And hopefully you have a good year. We have some fun with it. We have football in general. And the Houston Texans go out to the league and take it to them because the league thinks they're a joke currently. That's going to be it for today's show. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BackRowTexans. And don't forget to follow other members on the network. Um, and we are looking for other podcast hosts. You know, I think we have 13 teams currently out of the 32 covered. So there is a good chunk of them, 19 to be exact, that we still need hosts for. If you're a fan or fanatic, come out and let us know. Let us know that you want to represent your team. You know, and be a part of the Back Row Network. Talk to me. Talk to Jeremy Barker. 
the one who set this whole ordeal up, and he's at the Back Row Show. He's also the host of our Dolphins podcast. Get in there, show your team some spirit, and overall, just have fun doing it. It's a great group of people that we're working with, and like I said, it's a lot of fun. So stay healthy, everybody. Have some fun. Don't forget to social distance, and don't forget, go Texans!